Hi, welcome to Seek with Kim. I have a passion for truth. I am excited to discuss the truths I have learned along my journey, sending you love, light, and truth today. Hi, welcome to Seek with Kim. Today we're going to be talking about repentance, which is such a needed topic in my life because I need repentance every day in my life. And I remember as a child feeling like repentance was a negative thing. Like only bad people repent. Only people who do really bad things need repentance. And of course, that is not true. That's a lie because we all need repentance. I love um, the idea that repentance means to change. It means to become aware. It means to turn back to light truth and our heavenly parents. So as I'm identifying repentance and the need for it in my life, there are a couple of steps that need to happen in order for true repentance to take place. I also remember as a child thinking repentance was just saying, I'm sorry. So if I hit my brother, it was like, I'm sorry. And the next time I hit him, I'm sorry. Or I stole money from my parents. It was like, I'm sorry. But I didn't understand that that was actually not repentance at all. That repentance was about change. Repentance had nothing to do with me saying I was sorry. If I was not going to change, then it was not true repentance. So the first part of repentance is acknowledging that I have made a mistake that I have violated my own personal moral code, that I've harmed myself or someone else. So the first step of repentance is me identifying, what have I done wrong? If I am numb to my feelings and I'm not centered on my heart, I will not be able to identify this. I don't know if any of you have had children where they have acted out and you're trying to say to them, Hey, that wasn't nice. And they just are stony hearted. Like, I don't care. So he hit me first. So I hit him back. Um, when I think of those stories, I think of how in my life there have been times when my heart has been stony and I have not even recognized or acknowledged the wrong that I had done, the wrong I had been feeling. The fact that my heart was stony was a red flag that I needed to change something in my heart that I needed to repent. Okay. So first I'm going to recognize and acknowledge what I've done wrong. And that takes connection. That takes the ability for me to identify what I'm feeling and to articulate to others what I have done wrong. So if I have hurt someone else, if I've affected someone else to acknowledge that, that, Hey, I did this and it affected you. So just by verbalizing that or writing it out and sharing it with someone, that's the first part of it. In order for me to recognize and acknowledge what I've done wrong, I've got to get clear on the truth. I've got to stop lying to myself. I've got to stop blaming, um, distracting in order for me to recognize what I need to, um, identify, um, what I've done wrong. 
Okay. So when I'm recognizing it, I'm going to make sure that I am not focused on the person that I'm not focused on me being a bad person or that person being a bad person. I'm going to focus on the behavior. So the truth is when I do something wrong, I'm not a bad person. I've made a choice to sin and I want to change that sin. But me personally and you personally, our divinity and our worth did not change. No matter what we did, we were divine. We still are divine and we will forever be divine because we were created by heavenly parents who are divine and our worth and divinity does not change. Now I could say something like when you behave this way, I feel this way. So when you hit me, I feel sad and hurt. So I'm focusing on the behavior. I'm not saying you, that is naughty that you're hitting me or you are a bad boy because you hit. I am focusing on the action, the behavior, and I'm acknowledging that. Okay. So that's the first step of repentance. The second part is the change of heart. And this is the portion that is me choosing, me choosing to change my heart. So uh, maybe some of you have read that book um, that talks about, it's the anatomy of peace. And it talks about how no matter what experience we're having, no matter what situation we're in, that we are responsible for what we're feeling. So even if my neighbor steals money from me, if my neighbor lies and gossips about me, if I have a hard heart, it's my responsibility to change my heart. So when I'm repenting, I want to look at my heart. I want to identify how I've affected other people, how I've affected myself. I want to look at where I have violated personal values or cross them. I want to have empathy, empathy for myself and the other person involved. Um, I want to have humility. I cannot change my heart without humility. So number step two is really crucial in identifying, am I up in my head saying, I know, but they hit me or, um, am I am absent of feeling emotion and empathy? If that's where I am in my mind saying, well, yeah, I didn't pay all my taxes, but the government takes too much taxes or yeah, um, I, I borrowed my brother's car without asking, but like he has two cars. If I'm up in my head and rationalizing then and unwilling to feel, then I'm not going to have a change of heart. I need to be in my heart. I need to be focused on what I'm feeling. And if I'm not feeling, I need to start breaking that down. And going back to step one of acknowledging what I did wrong and how I've affected other people and myself. As soon as I acknowledge that, then I can go back to step two and be, um, be willing to look at my heart. So if I'm willing to look at my heart and change my heart, then I'm able to make a permanent cons um, solution. Okay. If I'm willing to make a permanent solution and look at my heart, then I am in step two of true repentance. Step three is make restitution. So what that looks like is I'm going to repair whatever I have damaged. Uh, I had a client who had um, committed some sexual acting out in his marriage. And his head voice was telling him, 
I'm not affecting anyone. I'm looking at pornography and it's not hurting anyone. It's not hurting my wife or my children. And as we went back to step one and two, like acknowledge why that's crossing a moral value for you. And then step two, what does it feel like in your heart? When you look at those things, what is the heart doing? It's hardening. When you're hiding, lying, manipulating, it's hiding. Then going to the restitution part was really difficult for this client because this client kept saying over and over, how do I repair this damage that I've done? And the way he repairs it is to hear how he has hurt and affected his wife each time he chose to act out. And to hear that until her pain is healed, that is where the heart changes. That's where the empathy and connection is. That's where the the restitution happens, where they will never go to that sin again. If they understand how they've affected themselves in crossing their moral values and how they've affected other people. So repair and restitution might be hearing how you've hurt someone over and over. It might be to um, make things right. That might look like you showing up responsible and humble every time your spouse wants to share with you their pain. And then the desire to make things right of what you did and then cleaning up the, uh, the um, offenses. So um, if you have gossiped about someone and it spread, you might have to clean that up over and over and over with people. You might need to call 20 people that it spread to and clean up the lie that you told. So whatever it takes, whatever it looks like to make restitution or clean up, that's what you need to do. Now, I understand there are some times that things will not ever be fully cleaned up. And that is where the atonement comes in for each of us, that the atonement can come in and cover that last part. But our job is to do as much as we can consistently and over and over until we have heard those that we've hurt, until their wounds have felt some healing. Okay. So some examples of that are, first of all, I can't make restitution until I make a plan to not repeat it ever again. So that's step four. So these steps are fluid. We're going to go in and out and back and forth between the step of repentance. So the step to not repeat it again is I need to make a specific concrete plan for change. And I need to present that to the person that I've affected. I need to be consistent in my commitments. If I say that I am not going to hit you again, I need to make a plan that when I'm angry, I will step out. When I'm mad, I will make an appointment to with my um, counselor, my therapist, my um, coach. I will um, make calls to people within my team. Whatever I need to do to keep that commitment, I'm going to do that. And then I need to be consistent at it. And when I break that, I need to make a plan to tighten up to make sure it doesn't get broken again. Because we're human and we are working through repairing um, I have an example in my home with my children that um, sometimes when I'm super mad, I will say a swear word. And I have made a plan to make sure that doesn't happen again. And as I worked with my children around this, one of the things that I make restitution on is that they invited me to pay them $10 every time I do that. 
that made my plan a little bit more concrete and caused me a little bit more pain that I didn't want to be paying out money often or ever. <laughs> so if I did slip, then I needed to look at why I slipped and what that looked like to clean it up and maybe upping the amount of money or making sure that I am looking at my not enoughness or my pain and why I keep going there. Um, the next part of that is coming back and just saying, I'm sorry, is not repentance. It's not repairing and it does not build security, safety, or trust in a relationship. If we walk through these steps of repentance, of identifying where we have gone wrong, making, um, acknowledging that we have made a mistake and sinned, um, then making sure that I have a plan, I've presented it, and that I'm willing to make restitution over and over. So remember that step of saying, I have hurt you. Tell me what that's felt like. Here is my plan. I know you still have pain. I'm willing to hear you at any time. One of the examples I heard a while ago that really resonated with me is, um, I read the story of, and probably some of you saw the story in the news too, of, um, a drunk driver who hit and killed, um, a family, the wife and a couple of the children. And to say one time, I'm so sorry, I've hurt you. And to make a plan, like I will never drink and drive again and acknowledge what they did wrong. That is a beautiful step of repentance. And it's not complete because when that family is suffering from missing a mother and a child and wants to share that, that person who hit them and killed them, gets to sit with them and hear over and over how they've hurt them. Now, this isn't to persecute that person who has wronged. It can be beautiful and connecting. If we choose to sit in that space of humility and hear people over and over of how we've affected them, that can build trust and safety with us and that can repair relationships. So that is a crucial part is if it's pricking my heart, like I'm so sick of hearing you tell me how I've hurt you, then there's work for me to do. There's work for me to say, why is that hitting me? What does that mean about me that I've affected them? And if I can shift my heart out of that hard space and back into that soft, fleshy space of humility and be willing to hear them, then I can connect with them and I can become more aware and mindful of how my choices hurt and affect people, which in turn keeps me in that space of never wanting to commit the act again. So forgiveness is a beautiful, um, it's a beautiful experience and repentance is a beautiful opportunity to offer forgiveness to ourselves and to others. So my invitation is to look at our lives today and see where do I need to repent? Where are there things where I've not acknowledged what I've done wrong, where I've not been willing to hear other people and I've not made a plan to not do it again? Because in that space, there is an opportunity for you and I to have true connection with ourself, God, and others. Okay. Thanks for joining.